This, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closures only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina Wine Mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light him up, light him up, light him up. Welcome, everybody. March 23rd, 2013. We are live this week from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire, and cigars that make you go poo. Well, they make me go anyway. This, and, is, what uh, we're, this but, is what it's come to. This is what it's come to, and by the way, that's actually a good thing. Toilet humor as we prepare for next week's really friggin' Catalina Wine Mixer, Cigar Authority's 30th anniversary, which is next week, but it's this week... It's not just Catalina Wine Mixer. It's, it's a friggin'... Really Catalina Wine it's Mixer. It's the real one. Every like week is Extra a Catalina Wine Mixer, please. Extra. We got new cigars for you, a new cigar, uh, two new cigars from Davidoff. So we're smoking some good stuff anyway, and lots more. It's official. We have nothing to talk about after three years, so we're doing cigars that make you go poo. That's right. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, U.S., and, yes, the world that is talking about cigars that make you go poo. We're also the only one broadcasting on location this week from Nashua, New Hampshire, Two Guys Smoke Shop. We are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist that you smoke along with us. You can catch us on one of any of the seven radio stations currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers radio network, or you can always tune in at thecigarauthority.com and watch us live, or you can catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it, and we also can't forget about the Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com, replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. How about that? The copy was all written out. Yeah, she did. And you then, You flew it. It's like you, you went to the bathroom nice this morning or whatever happened. Um, it's not going to be nice when I go to the bathroom the next time. Cigars that make you go to the bathroom. Is well, this possible? Yes, The last is. two days I've had a veggie burger. Now, this is the, the latest and greatest right here in the wonderful world of Mr. Jonathan and, and his culinary creations. Veggie burger, lettuce, tomato, pickles, habanero peppers sliced oh so fine, and oh, so bacon. Fine. And bacon. And this bacon. is where the whole on, thing gets messed up. On, and bacon. Veggie burger. On an oversized veg- Kaiser bun with the crusty on the outside. You don't consider bacon a meat group. Bacon is not a problem. Yeah. Okay. Bacon should be consumed by all people. It's a shame that you don't consume it. It really is the only thing that separates us. Otherwise, I could understand why people would get us confused. Yeah, absolutely. Because people it's come up to us and point and they go, They must be you twins. You like bacon? They must no? be twins. That's David. That's it. Uh, the Avo Yuvasian Dominant 13, that's what I have in my hand. It looks like a giant book, and this thing is coming out soon. And let me pass this out. Look at, the, look at how beautiful, oh, beautiful this is. Those that are watching on television, well, what you, television? Webcast? Webcast, whatever this is. We have one for Chuck. Chuck Morrison here with us. And uh, this is the Avo Yuvasian's Dominant 13, the limited edition 2013, coming out real soon. I'll tell you a little something about it as we... Uh, Cut and light and get ready for this. Uh, this Avo brand is launching a musical composition. The Dominant 13 is named out, named for the new limited edition 2013 that was created by the passion of the Christ. 
Nope. The passion jazz musician and cigar connoisseur, Avo Yavazian. It is a complex and promising characteristics, just like its namesake, the dominant 13 chord. So this is some sort of musical uh, chord. It's like a, the most difficult chord to play on the planet. Is that right? I believe it is. You've got to have Going with seriously anyway. large hands Reality. to be able to stretch out that far. Okay, I... You, you making that up? I'm going with it anyway. Yeah, I'm going with it anyway. Uh, it's a Toro format, deep brown wrapper from Ecuador. Um, inside the uh, cover shows Avo Yuvazian songs, Delightful Days, along with a personal uh, dictation. I'll tell you this. this. Yeah. Pre-light? Yeah. Perfect amount of piss. It's the perfect amount. Yeah, it's a little... little um, I love it. Yeah? That kind of... Uh, well, we were talking to one of the blenders that, that we know that makes cigars, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he smoked a cigar, and he said, this one doesn't have enough piss in it. We gave it a 90 out of 100. What it's missing is the dirtiness, that, that little ammonia flavor that you don't realize when you're smoking a cigar. You need just as much dirty as you need clean to be able taste. to get the balance as far as tastes go. Mm-hmm. So that's why things like... Uh, chocolate-covered pretzels go well together. You have the salty, you have the sweet, right? That that ultra complement. So yeah. in, in this case, you got a little bit of acid, you got a little bit of basic. They go together. You create balance. Sorry and, to interrupt. And he used the expression "piss." I think he just did. likes to say the word. Well, it was in. I, I don't know. He, he's a uh, Cuban, and he had broken English and. Peace. You sing a little peace. He actually made it sound sexy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I don't mean golden shower sexy. I there mean, we go. Uh, inside this uh, box of Dominant 13 is a UB, USB stick containing movie clips, songs, and a cigar catalog and screensaver to ensure the longevity of this unique proposition, composition for Avo Yuvazian's birthday, which is 87 years old. I saw Avo a few weeks ago when I was in the Dominican Republic at Pro Cigar Festival. He looks fantastic. He's got a lot of get-up-and-go. Yeah, he does. Uh, and uh, he's ready for his uh, birthday tour again, 87 years old. They only made 6,000 boxes for the U.S. market. Uh, individually numbered, this is a collector's item blended by Hanky Kellner. Um, there's 13 cigars in the box. Dominant 13 is the connection there. The size of the cigar is 6x52. It will retail at $15 per cigar and $195 per box. When, they, when you see them in the stores, grab them when you can because that's going to be it. It's Once they're go gone, quick. they're gone. That's it. Now, Avo and Hanky Kellner yes. at the anniversary party were like they had been separated at birth and reunited. They didn't leave each other's sides the entire night. Yeah, they love each other. They've been around. Um, They're brothers from another mother. That's it. They've been around for a long time. And uh, you hey. got to think that Hanky saves a little bit of his special stuff for when he rolls avos. For these special cigars, special sure. Special birthday ones. He's, he's putting a little bit of himself in every cigar. His soul, that is. I decided to use the, um, what is this lighter called? That is the Alec Bradley Burner. Because we had, um, we're doing kind of a funny show or whatever it is. It's not normal. Uh, and that's because George Soser uh, was up and he kind of put this kind of thought in my mind. He didn't bring it up to me at all. But he was so funny in some of the things he was talking about and some of the basically toilet humor that was happening. I said, you know what, this could be a show. If only he could be here to really pull it off for us. But uh, 
This is dedicated to him, so I thought we'd use the Alec Bradley burner at least as we're smoking his competitor cigars, which is whatever. But anyway, uh, that's what the show is. It's a little bit of toilet humor. It's a little about cigars that make you go poo. Now, interesting that you said that we're talking about cigars that make you poo because most people associate coffee right. with Absolutely. making you poo. And, and, they, and they believe that, well, but they may not believe so much in the cigars. How many people use coffee in the morning to be able to get their first bowel movement off of the day? Nice and loose. I, I raise my hand. Smooth. Yeah. Keeping everything flowing. Yep. Uh, so coffee is used often as a way of keeping people regular. Should, should we apologize in advance for this, this whole show? <laughs> Mr. Chuck Morrison, is this something uh, would be we, debonair of us to do? Dave, do we ever not have to apologize in advance? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, so just an right. apology in advance. Go oh, ahead. Researchers believe that bowel-stimulating quality of coffee comes from the caffeine and or other substances contained within the coffee brew. Is it, is it the, the hot of the liquid that's going through you? I think it's just, some of it has to do with just liquid. You, your bowels get stimulated so you, just you, by putting something in your body. You could have a Coca-Cola if you wanted to. It be, could be a cold glass of Coca-Cola. With it might. It might. Although there have been no large-scale studies on the subject, we do know that drinking coffee can stimulate the movement of the colonic muscles. Yes. Very interesting. Uh, one study noted that a, the magnitude of this effect of caffeinated coffee is similar to one induced by eating a meal. It's also 60% stronger than the effect uh, induced by drinking water. Now, my dog eats his meal and has to go out immediately and go to the bathroom. Works the same way in dogs, apparently. Okay. 23% stronger than the effect due to drinking decaffeinated coffee. So that would stand to show that... It is caffeine. The caffeine has something to do with it. Caffeine stimulates. You have to go to the I'm bathroom. thinking it's really on the, along the lines of stimulant. Something that acts as a stimulant will all stimulate that okay. part of your body. Uh, be aware, however, that other common accompaniments to coffee can be culprits in this matter. Dairy products, excess sugar, even sugarless sweeteners like sorbitol, a well-known substance used as a laxative. Ah. All of these things can cause... Explosive diarrhea. How this did I time good, that? It's 12, how did I time it's 12 that? noon here in the Northeast, and this is the perfect show for. That was good everybody. timing, the too, writer, with the music. Yeah. yeah. The, writer, <laughs> uh, the writer of the, the article here recommends you try a cup of tea. Studies show that tea by itself tea. doesn't seem to share the same bowel movement inducing qualities of coffee. So do in not. Fact, some teas. I like. One opposite. of the reasons why you drink coffee is to stimulate that for the happen. It is a positive, not a negative. And as I talk about cigars that make you go poo, I don't say that in a negative way. I say it in a positive, with all love and affection as much as I can have. It's a good thing because elimination is part of health, right? Well, let's the say last thing you want is constipation. You want being, elimination. Nothing is as bad as being constipated. Get the poisons out of your body and maybe a good cup of coffee or a nice cigar yeah. can do it. And it does for me, certain cigars. Certain ones. Now, why would it be that cigars would make you go poo? Well, this uh, other article that we found says that it has something to do with the nicotine. It stimulates glands, and it's actually not all that harmful for you. Uh, nicotine is a stimulant, and somehow it also has been linked with helping people with Alzheimer's. So there's a, really? a tie in there. You're thinking to yourself, how does 
cigars that make you go poo tie in with Alzheimer's? Well, yeah. Alzheimer's patients typically wear Depends, and so it goes full circle. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it has nothing to do with that at all. Natural tobacco, <laughs> untreated, as in cigars, uh, will act as uh, the where same thing as a fresh Where is he going with this? <laughs> So a cigar can be similar to a, a fresh-brewed uh-huh. cup of coffee, uh, and it's caffeine to the body. Uh, the higher the nicotine, the more that it will work. Uh, that's if you're smoking cigars as a laxative. You want to go higher priming typically, a much more potent, much stronger cigar, uh, and also from the Dominican Republic. Yeah, you, uh, you get the Lajero, the double Lajero stuff out there. Let me tell you, I say it's got to be true. The, 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 the more nicotine and... Not just full-bodied cigars, but certain full-bodied cigars, which must be higher in nicotine content, has to be. That's what, what's doing it for me. This is kind of a full-bodied cigar as we're smoking now. A Dominant 13, Avo Yuvasian's 87th birthday cigar. I feel no tickle as of right now. No? Nothing. No bathroom tickle, but how do, how do, you, how do you enjoy it? No, I like it very much. Yeah? Okay. It reminds me of another, another one I've smoked. Um, uh, all the cigars that are full-bodied using that is using higher primings, which are the leaves closer to the sun, Lajero and Corona leaves. Corona is the very, very tippity top, right? That little crown. That's the very, very top two leaves on there. So there's Lajero, which is the top, and then there's two of them kind of pointing up. You can really, there's no cigar that uses just a Corona leaf because there's only two leaves that are in there. But that is the upper top priming, the best there is, or the or the, or the, the highest, strongest. Um, well, as nicotine, yes. I'll tell you this. My body can tell the primings used in any blend because when it's up high, I it's go happening. down low. Yeah, it's happening. There's no doubt about it. I've said it before that, that uh, you know, there's cigars out there that make me have to go and uh, smoke. The manufacturers say I've never heard of such a thing. Smoke a strong cigar through and through, and I guarantee you, you'll make a poo. You just made that up, right? I did. It's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk toilet joke humor. Uh, I'm going to give you one, for instance. These are fun little things, and obviously we're on the radio, so it's all going to be clean. Yeah. It's dirty because it's, it's poo, but it's not, uh, you know, it's toilet humor. And us as, as um, boys, Gentlemen. we like this. We like this, right? This is things thing I, guys I like. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So why was Tigger looking in the toilet? No Chuck, idea. Chuck gives up. He was looking for poo. Right? So this is little wah, thing. Where's the crickets? They'll get better. Get the crickets. They'll get better as it's going on. That was terrible. Uh, these are cigar laxatives that we're talking about. Cigars that make you go poo. Laxatives are food compounds or drugs taken to loosen the stool, most often taken to treat constipation. Certain stimulants, lubricants, and saline you know laxatives. Salt. You right. know what Steve uses to loosen a stool? What? Screwdriver. Screwdriver, because he fixes he furniture. He fixes furniture. Here we go. And um, th- saline, which is salt, sometimes you get a cigar that you say is kind of salty. Mm. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. And uh, certain cigars can be used as laxatives, and uh, we find that it's high nicotine. So maybe you get up in the morning, Joe Ganascoli. Unbelievable. Joe Ganascoli from The Sopranos just walked in. Can we p- give him a headphones? Absolutely, we can give him headphones. Grab your seat, man. You leave the door open, and you never know who's wow. going to walk in on this. Unbelievable. What's happening? Give him a 
Yeah, you're listening to this? Yeah, we're going to set you up with yeah, headphones right here. Seat. You're just driving by, and uh, you're hearing us talk about... In the neighborhood. There we go. Grab a seat. It's awesome. All right. We got Joe Ganiscoli. I can't believe it. Just walks in. We've interviewed him before on the show. We have. By the, by the phone. Yeah, but uh, he's, he's listening, now, listening to the radio, and you hear us talking about bathroom stuff, and you, you got very interested. I said, you know what? Let me go help him over there because... Uh, <laughs> we got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we know it. How, how long is the show? Two hours. Oh. Yeah, it would have been a long two hours. <laughs> how, long you, how long you got? <laughs> I'm in town. Yeah, what obviously. are you doing? I'm cooking. I did a dinner last night and a dinner tonight at the arena, the old Amber Room. Arena Sports Bar and Grill. Nice. In Nashua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold out tonight. Wow, tonight. I had no idea. Yeah. I, I posted on uh, Real, a- Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, so um, put on the radio because I had commercials. They had, I did a commercial for ESPN, and you're on 900. Okay, yeah, there yeah, we yeah. Go. It's pretty cool. There, we, there go. we go. And I says, my man, and I was hoping you were at this store. Perfect. He says uh, it was a couple of miles from where I was. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So what's going on? You're, you're doing cooking demonstrations? Is that what it is? No, I'm cooking a dinner. Cooking dinner. Yeah, it's a... Um, it's a, uh, I have hot antipasta, cold antipasta. Are you qualified for this? Yeah. Yes, he is. I'm a chef. <laughs> this is Joe Soup over here. It's Joe Soup. Joe Soup. Back before I was an actor, I was a chef. Yeah. Two worst businesses you could possibly be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in both of them. There we go. So uh, then everybody gets a chopped salad, and they got a, a, a choice of a chicken scarped by yellow or a, a pork chops with vinegar peppers. Sold out. Sold out. All right, so we, we're, we're, we're touting it anyway, but uh, you missed it. I could squeeze them in if they want to, uh, you know what I mean? Say our name or something, say the Cigar Authority, maybe get squeezed in. So, you know what? I'm thinking, I'm talking to them, we're going to do maybe a cigar dinner. Absolutely. Uh, barbecue outside. So um, are you for hire for this or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually started cooking again one, uh, one day a week in my neighborhood. Uh, just coming in doing specials, which I love, you know. Not tied down for the restaurant, just coming in. You know, I miss it. And so if I could just do specials, talk to the people, it's been going great. No, no thought of opening a restaurant again or anything like Couldn't that? Couldn't give me a restaurant. I know, so huh? If you said, here's the keys. Because <laughs> they don't you, right? Give me, ma- give me matches. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a big difference between cooking for, say, 100 people and cooking dinner just you and your wife three and or four? Uh, yeah. In order to get the, is it just you just blow the proportions out if, if it's it's a lot of timing. It's it's uh, the preparation and you know if you um if you uh, thank you if you um cook for a few people that that's easy you know you make it it comes out boom. In this place, I mean, first of all, I've never been in their kitchen, so and it's tight, and they're doing regular service, and it, it you know last night was not sold out and. Uh, I broke my uh, cajones, so tonight's going to be a little different. I'm trying to do as much prep as I can and do it away from the action by the dining, you know, sure. in the dining room, you know. Then you go out and entertain a little bit. Yeah, we talk. We talk. do a Q and A. Yeah, uh, I got the memorabilia. You know, who came by last night was uh, Gigi. Speaking oh. of bathroom humor, the guy who died on the toilet. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. There we go. The cap He's of a the comedian. Crap, cap of the crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, the bartender was. Uh, oh, all right. Frank Santarelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Hampshire guy. Uh, Massachusetts. Mass, yeah. Yeah, Frank yeah. Santorelli. Yeah. yeah. So Gigi is not a comedian, just an actor. No, he's a funny bastard, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a good guy. So uh, I hope, am I going to taste the, the, piss, the piece of it? Yeah, you're oh, yeah. listening. Yeah, so we're, we're doing bathroom humor. <laughs> yeah. If you've got any 
jokes that uh, you got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I leave it out. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you never know who's listening. Yeah, the FCC. That's that's what we're worried about. That's who's listening. I got a mucus joke. All right, all right, we're in. If you think you, you think it's funny, but it's not. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you took a little second to think about that, huh? Here we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> So what else has happened, buddy? Uh, nothing. We, uh, just the cigar world, the same old stuff. Yeah. How about you with the, with cigars? Anything going on? I, I haven't been doing, obviously, much with the uh, the traveling because the traveling was getting to me. I'm yeah. concentrating on just on the ashtrays. Yeah, yeah. And that's going pretty well. Good. You know, He's getting a cool ashtray. ashtray that looks like, like, look at, like a gun. We can find that on your website. My website, yeah. Which is? Uh, JoeSoup.com. 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 Can you get soup at the website, or is that just I, well, I had a list, The last restaurant off. I had was a soup restaurant. So uh-huh. I used to be Joey 101 because I had a restaurant called 101. Then I had a lounge called the Blue Zoo, and then it was Joey Blue Zoe. And How many Joe times soup. have you ever said the, the phrase, no soup for you, and thrown someone out of your restaurant? You know what? When I had it, it wasn't big then. Yeah, that was before. You know, yeah, it was before. Head of his time with the soup store. Yeah. Head of his time. So any acting gigs, anything going on? I got some. Well, mostly I've been doing a lot of porn, Dave, you know. With yeah, farm. yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. With farm animals. You know, yeah. it pays. You're, st- you're still in front of a camera. So, you know, that's whatever. It. Big in China, People right? don't forget who your name is. Yeah, um, I, uh, I got a lot of independents coming out. You did um, Men, in Men in Black 3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the last thing I saw you in. Uh, anything of any talk of any kind of Sopranos get back together type of thing? No. It's a long time now. Yeah, it's 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 done. I you know it, it's done. I I look at some shows uh, like people used to look at Sopranos. Like I'm addicted to Breaking Bad. You watch that? No, I don't even know oh. it. I'm told Break- I look like the uh, one of the main characters. You do, Walter White. There you yeah. go. Breaking Bad. Bad. B-A-D. Bad. You got to learn how to speak. Oh, Breaking Bad. Italian American. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Homeland. Watch Homeland? No. Oh, my God. I don't do much. I don't do much at all. Dexter, nothing. You heard of these shows, Dan? I've heard of Dexter. No, yeah. I haven't ever seen them. Mad Men? Yeah. You got a TV at home. I like I have a TV. I have a few. But, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. care how much. I so I, I, I love those shows. And um, I actually... You'd think, you'd think there'd be some sort of spinoff that somebody else would even produce. They did. Which is what? Boardwalk Empire. Well, that was before, you know, that was 1930s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. went back. And, and they kind of did what, if they said if, they, said if they were going to do Sopranos, they were going to do a prequel. Of, yes, okay. Uh, and, and that's what Boardwalk, you know, all those mobsters back then, how, how they when they were young. But you know? would you be allowed to do a prequel of your own character, Mm-mm. of how he got into that, and beforehand, before... Unless it, it was HBO sanctioned, you know? I, be, you because they, they, they own yeah, the name. name yeah. And, and nobody has attempted to do something like that. I mean, it would, be a, it would automatically be watched. I mean, it would be a big thing just it's, automatically. If, if they ever did a movie, I mean, it would be phenomenal. Because, you know, Soprano, like all those shows I just mentioned, they're not watched worldwide. You know, when I, I do the Soprano tour on Saturdays, I meet all people, and they go on the store bus. I meet them before and take pictures and do the, uh, they all memorabilia. And they're all, I can't tell you how many friend, fans are from Australia, then England, Ireland, Scotland, and then you sprinkle in some, can't, not many Asians. Can't get the Asians. No, no, they don't like it. No. They get it, their own mafia. It doesn't translate well, I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's just worldwide, you know? Matter of fact, a couple of people from I didn't even think it was playing in Israel. 
It's playing really? Music, yeah. But Australia is like huge. I can't, you know, if there's like 50, 60 people on the uh, door, I would say 40% is from Australia. It's still on twice a day now. It started up again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on more than it used to be. It used to be on once a week. Now it's on twice a day. So Yeah, every day, yeah. Everybody's been texting me, oh, you just got killed. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You. I just saw you <laughs> with the chaps, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had a tough part, let me tell you. <laughs> but you know what? You showed acting all through. I mean, you Thank did you. every, my God, for you to be pull that off, my God. I don't know if I'd walk off or end up doing it. And, and like, the uh, the guy passed away that um, your, your uh, cup Johnny, yeah, 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 yeah. what a shame. Kicks. What a shame on that. But It's funny. I, you know, I'm in New Hampshire. You know, once I'm saying, hey, I have any Johnny Cakes? And that, you know, I haven't heard anybody say that. It's pretty, yeah. Uh, yeah? I'm surprised. Well, uh, you know, I, I wonder if something can end up coming back where two of the guys can, can team up or do something. or uh, I don't know. It's just it's, it's one of those shows like, like Seinfeld that I think will be around forever and ever and ever. It's going to be, uh, you know, years from Timeless. Now. It was playing yeah. on A&E. Is it not playing on A&E anymore? Even though they took out the nudity and the cursing, I think it still held still up. Still works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've actually caught some episodes, you know, even ones in, you know, <coughs> and it's, you know, I've been sitting because I haven't watched it in so long, and uh, it's, so, so, it's really so well done. It is yes. well done. It's just phenomenal. I say, wow. I mean, it's like being part of the 27 Yankees, you know? You're part of right. history. That's you know, it. I, I feel... If, that, I, if I never do anything, else, I'm like Denny Doyle. Remember Denny Doyle? He played for the Yankees. He had a big World Series. He got the MVP, and he never heard from him again. So if I don't do anything again, and I, and I have that to me, I'm fine with it. What struck me for the, uh, for the Sopranos that was unique from any other show before its time, I, and I correct me if I'm wrong, they, they were like three and sometimes four show segments where it, was kind of, it would kind of follow a, a little bit of an arc. Yeah. And it, you wouldn't, you'd, there'd be cliffhanger, 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 resolution. And you still wanted to go back, even though there was no cliffhanger, you couldn't wait to see what the next arc, if that's what yeah. it's called, was. I'd, I'd never seen that before. Almost Sopranos. soap opera-ish. Yeah, you know who had an arc? Oh, well. No. No, he had one. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the only thing you always hear, well, what happened with the Russian? Because they didn't resolve that. Yeah. There's a lot of unresolved stuff. And not the, well, what else? Remember they the were in Russian. the woods and it was snowing out? That's and the they, Russian. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, so he got a lot of just went to one. Huh? A lot of just went down to one. That they always say, and that maybe the rapist, he ever got caught, what happened to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's right. But that's pretty, they pretty much, but as the creator said, David Chase, is not everything is uh, tidied up with a nice neat bow. You know, some things just... I, they, left, they left openings there that I thought was perfect and the big movie was going to come out and no one ever, you know... Jeez, it could be one big windfall. Though. Was there some sort of follow behind the scenes that no one knows about? You can just break on the Cigar Authority to both of our listeners? Say, oh, a break? Yeah. Some secret was thing. Was there by, some by sort now, of like, fallout in the background where that's the reason why there was no movie? People just couldn't get along? They said, you know what? No, I pretty much, I, I, listen, when you think about it, it was 86 shows, so that's 86 hours, right? I think that... He always said that he had nothing. He, he, everything he had to say, he said in the in the, in the series. So if Leslie had him up, came up with a good idea that would seem interesting and not like redid just for the sake of doing it, he wasn't going to do it. Yeah, this so. is the, this is what you know. And I thought Seinfeld was going to come back, and they would end up having a movie or do something. It went a little stale at the end, didn't Seinfeld? Uh, I know? thought even right up to the last, the last episode. No, was awesome. I, yeah. I thought it was good. I thought they they both left. Ha- 
on top. I mean, you guys were on top when you left out. Seinfeld was on top when they left off, and it makes all the difference in the world. But it leaves that opening of, geez, you know, as a businessman my, myself, you're leaving millions and billions of dollars on the table as far as I'm concerned. But these guys aren't money makers necessarily. They're artists. But, you know, they've that's made where they... so much money from it, not just from the show. All the stuff that, you know, CDs and, yeah, and merchandising. Yeah. merchandising and so. And, and you guys, the, the actors, and they get none of that. None of the back no. end? No. no. We don't touch any of that stuff. We don't see it. Even, you know, I get, a, you know, I get residuals every three months. You know, I, get, I did 41 shows. So I get 41 checks. It's you like did, the gift you did that half keeps of the whole thing. Uh, the, the checks get less and less and less. When it first went out <laughs> to, like, DVD and TV and whatever else to, uh, on request or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. N- now the checks be. were nice. Now it's getting down. I mean, you know, some checks I get for $1.20. Oh, my God. Wow. Really? Yeah, I'm almost embarrassed to you know, take them to the bank. I see, uh, you know. You get the app on your phone. This? You take a picture of the front and the back and boom, deposit Believe me if it. I could because when I walk in with, you know, 45 checks, I don't even put them on the thing. I just say, hey, just run it up. And they, like, duck me in the, in the <laughs> bank. <laughs> you talk to any of the, the guys you work with? And yeah. Yeah. Anybody, yeah. anybody doing anything sensational? And uh, is there... Jimmy's done. He was in. Um, did you see Zero Dark Thirty? No. Yeah, he was in that. I think my wife saw it. Yeah, he was in that. He's got a movie out. Does he have one out now? Oh, the Incredible Burt Wonderstone. The um, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, with the Steve Carell and yeah, the yeah. Buscemi's in it. Yeah, and he's in that. I saw. But it, it, it's not like I know comedians and stuff kind of help each other out and try to get a gig for the other guy and work together, and it's not happening in the actors thing. Oh, I know the perfect guy would be good for me in this. You know, Rarely it happens. Yeah. Rarely yeah. it happens. Yeah, everybody's on their own type yeah. of deal. That's a shame. Uh, well, Edie's working. She does Nurse Jackie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rain Brocco, I didn't really I think she had some sort of uh, show on. Um, everyone else, uh, Dominic sings. I, I actually try to get him for the restaurant. To come and sing, I'm doing, you know, I cook it once a week. Yeah. But he's more of like a stage. It'd be too much chatter and click line. He, you know, he wasn't one of those crazy. That. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he does his singing and uh, walnuts pretty much goes whatever he wants to do. And that, that's it. You know, okay. Imperioli works. You going to stick around? I'm hanging. All right. We're going we're gonna to take a break. When we okay. come back, we got uh, cigars that make you go poop. That's what we're doing. Cigar laxatives and good old toilet humidor. We've hit an all-time low, but uh, we got Ganascoli here that saved the day. So live from Nashville, New Hampshire, come on down and say hi to him, man, if you're around uh, at Two Guys Smoke Shop. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Ah, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. 
Mr. Jonah. A shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonah. A young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and uh, we hit the all-time low. Up oh. from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. <laughs> That's Jerry from People Ben and pushing buttons everywhere. There we go. We got we got uh, Rich in the studio over there, and uh, he's pinch hitting today uh, for Sean. So uh, little uh, little hey, things are going to happen. It but it's live radio. That's what we got over here, and you never know who's going to walk in. Joe Gianascoli from the Sopranos comes walks in, saving the day because we were uh, basically yeah we were taking. We, we don't have a lot left. Three Feel years, Joe. We've been doing the show two hours a week for three years. <laughs> how much cigar talk can you possibly talk about? Well, you know, uh, cigar humor is, uh, I mean, uh, bedroom humor is okay. 
So let me give yeah. you let me give you a bathroom humor one right here. Child walks into the living room and asks his dad, "Where does poo come from?" Without warning, uh, to be too explicit, too explicit, the father replies, "Well, son, first mummy makes us dinner, then we eat, then the body takes away all the goodness from the food and makes us strong. Then we sit in the toilet, and what comes left out is poo." Looking stunned and somewhat upset, the child replies, "What about Tigger?" That's all I got. <laughs> poo, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger. Where does poo come from? Oh, oh, I see. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, no good it. if you have to explain it. It's yeah. no good if you have to explain the joke. But listen, I'm not a joke teller. Uh, I couldn't tell. No. Yes. <laughs> you got a gift there, Dave. Yeah, it's a gift. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Right. Um, some cigars, like coffee, some cigars actually uh, create uh, a feeling inside you and actually uh, make you have to go to the bathroom. Some of those cigars, for me personally, somebody was asking, hey, give me one of those cigars to make you go. Uh, C.O. Jones, very full-bodied Dominican cigar. That one does it to me every time as well. Uh, swag, swag that's out there. That's one of your favorites, Chuck, right? Yeah. And, uh, it's a good name, Swag. Swag. United Cigar Limited Edition, the ones in the, with the little star on them in the wheel box. Another Dominican cigar. And La Flor Dominicana, the double-A hero, the strong stuff. Yeah. Boom. Every time. So there is the full-bodied, high-priming uh, If you come into two guys' smoke shop Dominican. and you see a little light switch next to certain cigars, those are the ones. You know what would be a good it's name like for one of those switch. cigars? Number two. Number two. The number two should be a whole brand. Number yeah. two. All right. There we go. We're going to use that. A full-bodied number two. Huh? That's it. Um, I'm good with names. This is the scary thing, though. Yeah. He will do that. Yeah, I will do it. There will be a cigar called the number two, and that'll be the goal. Yeah. First cigar made with all Corona. Right. <laughs> right. The, uh, the invention that changed everything, the system of disposing human waste that made homes and cities safer is the flush toilet. Well, because who invented bef- that? I got the answer there. I know who you think invented it. It wasn't? It wasn't Thomas Crapper, you think, right? I thought his name is John Crapper. No. There Thomas is- Crapper? The flush toilet, the throne of civilization, was invented by Sir John Harrington. And his cousin, Lou. The Lou? <laughs> <laughs> Sir John Harrington of England, 1596. Sir John Harrington... Uh, called it the Ajax. Ajax? Later referred to as the John. And that was because of him, John Harrington. And they also ah. call it the, prob- the Lou. The problem is he invented a flush toilet, but the flush went nowhere. It flushed and it went right there. So it was years later that Thomas Crapper, uh, who did not invent the flush toilet, but did invent something that was very, very popular that changed everything. The septic system? No. <laughs> it was the ball cock. Ah, that's the, the thing infamous in the, uh, ball that cock. Chain. That floating ball right. cock, patented in 1898. You know what? I got my mouth washed out with soap for saying it. For saying it, if and you, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. If you go, actually, I wish I had known that. If you actually go to England and you look at the sewer covers, they say right on them, "Crapper," from wow. from him, Thomas Crapper. And uh, it's actually a tourist attraction. Just like when Joe goes and does his uh, thing on The Sopranos, it's a tourist attraction. So is Thomas Crapper's um, covers. This segment really stinks. The Crapper. 
Good thing Joe Gianniscoli came in here anyway, but uh, that's it. But everybody yeah. thinks Thomas Crapper, which is pretty cool anyway, that he does have something to do with it. But now, when you say it flushed and went nowhere, it just flushed and went in the hole? In the hole. And then he had to get, people getting sick. They had to get it away. And it took somebody to end up making the flush go through the whole thing. So he invented the ball cock, but did he also invent the P-trap? The P-trap. That's the little loopy thing that looks like the letter P. And that's Is that what it's called? Yeah, when you flush the toilet, it, so it the goes down and creates an airlock so, so that the gases, gases don't, don't come, come out. out. Maybe. Huh. Maybe. I don't have that information. Maybe somebody on the chat box, if everybody hasn't left already, uh, knows that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Rudy's still with us. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Joe Gannascoli, formerly of The Sopranos. Still of The Sopranos because it's on, uh, instead of once a week, it's on twice a day. So I wonder when they get to the end, are they going to stop it or just rerun it again? You know? They must get to the end very often if there was 86 episodes, you said? Yeah, but they're up to my scenes now, which is the first part of season six. And it hasn't been on in a very long time. It's always on demand. Yeah. But they started running it, so I wonder. And they don't tell you, but they just send you a little check for a couple of bucks. And, and yeah. You, know, you have to take their it. word for it, they're being honest. Yeah. They, uh, well, it's all uh, monitored by the uh, Screen Actors Guild. Uh, and, but it's all my, you know, every, whatever is, you know, I've done White Collar. I've done obviously movies, and yeah. they all come I together. I love that show. Yeah. White Collar? I love that show. Yeah, it's a good show. Does it end up uh, bringing it back alive for you, though, that people notice you again? You know, obviously, you know, in syndication, not as strong as it was when everybody Sunday night, that's what you had to do. Yeah. Now, truthfully, you know, I, you, you, you do know, I mean, you, you know this, that it was my idea for the, my character, right? Yes. And the whole point of Go, that the was The character for, going gay. Right. And the whole point of doing that was, one, is to get, you know, make a name for myself and do some acting, not doing yeah. the tough guy thing. That never really materialized into, you know, producers and directors and saying, you know, hey, the guy did a great job on that. You know, let's get him in there for audition or this guy. Well, got the show great. you could do, you know, I, I don't, I can just not do this guy. I can do this guy, too. I can yeah. Be, yeah. The, the, the problem was that they killed you off. I, well, they I killed have, a lot of people. I have, yeah. one, I have yeah. one question. Yeah. He plays a gay guy on TV. And he's still the man. I danced with that was one a, man it was and a, clear one bar. But that was an and act. His was an act. You're actually ah, living the life. You're living the life. And you're not right. coming out of the closet. You're not right. telling everybody. This would be the time to do it, actually. I heard you're uh, great on the piano, but you suck on the organ. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> and it's bathroom humor here on the Cigar Authority, everybody. <sighs> <laughs> Is that true? Is it? Wow. <laughs> wow. Is it true? I, I, I'm choosing to plead the fifth, I think. <laughs> All right, I'm in a bar having a few drinks, and suddenly uh, I had a pee. So I go into the bathroom, and moments later, a guy in the next stall says, how you doing? So uh, I'm nervous. I'm like, why is he talking to me? I go, uh, I'm all right. A couple of seconds later, what are you doing tonight? So naturally, I, pri- I replied, just having a couple of beers, and then I'm going home. The next thing he says is, Listen, I'll call you back later. There's an idiot in the next stall answering everything I have to say. <laughs> that's all. Hey, this is toilet humor. All right. That's it. And that's what it is. Toilet humor is uh, simply humor about wee-wees, poo-poo, bums, fannies, willies, boobies, other naughty bits, fl- bodily fluids and functions, yucky stuff. And we, as young adults, find it very amusing. Maybe the women well, I thought it funny it. as a kid, but I didn't understand all of it. Now as an adult, I kind of get the whole 
how it all plays into with one another, and it's even funnier. If you look at some of the, the, the more popular cartoons that are out there now, Family Guy and things like that, it's bathroom humor. Um, Nonstop. What are, what are those uh, little kids with the round heads? What are they called? Um, oh. The little kid with the round heads. Yeah. You know, to get a Cart- little bit more specific. The cartoons. Uh, South Park, South Park. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, it, it's all toilet humor. It's all, it's all that stuff. Is. It's funny, funny stuff. How about characters? How about gangster characters as cartoons? Cartoon, because the cartoon can say anything. They can go over the line. Yeah. The problem is that, uh, and that was the smart thing about HBO, putting the uh, Sopranos on HBO, they were able to do what you can't do on regular television. Well, Fox of- turned it down. Wow. Yeah, Fox Wow, what a mistake. But obviously it wouldn't have been the same show right. had it been on network TV. You know? Now, were you there at the very beginning of season one? Beginning into season one, I was a different character. Yeah, but you were there. Yeah, I, I came in on episode eight and just did one scene as uh, Gino. I was just a bakery customer. Probably the only guy who played two different roles. Yeah, you got a, you got a few different things going on there. Yeah, so I mean, I, I was, uh, listen, that, that, that changed Were you a life. gay baker? No, I wasn't big. I was a customer. Customer. Yeah. B- bit pot. Small pot. Not, not a... You're a little hung up on the gate thing, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that organ thing hurt. Yeah. You're a little bitter. I see that. <laughs> that. That left a mark. I can me. add that to my resume, though. I had yeah. my balls busted by Joe Ganiscoli. Yeah. <clears throat> Why not? A drunk guy goes up into a bar and heads for the bathroom. A few minutes later, a loud, blood-curling scream is heard coming from the bathroom. A few minutes after that, a loud scream reverberates through the bar. The bartender goes into the bathroom to investigate what the drunk is screaming all about. What's all this screaming going on in here? You're scaring my customers. I'm just sitting here in the toilet, and every time I flush, something comes up and squeezes the hell out of my nuts. The bartender opens the door, looks inside, and says, You idiot! You're sitting on the mop bucket. (laughs) Dave, I didn't realize you're such a pisser. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, Avo Yuvasian's Dominant 13 cigar that we're, we're smoking. This is a limited edition cigar. They went, they went all out with, with the packaging on this thing. 13 cigars in the box. Looks like a book. Looks like a book, and it has uh, his, one of his songs in there, Delightful Days, and a US, UBS, USB, what is that called? USB. USB. No, that's a, a little flash drive. USB yeah. flash drive. USB flash drive yeah. uh, comes with it. They actually did, left it out on here, so I can't tell you exactly what's in it, but they said, uh, and they're all numbered. Every one of them he numbered. Wrote the, he wrote the music? He wrote the music. He, he, did, um, he wrote the music for uh, Sinatra. Um, Avo? Avo Yuvazian wrote the Strangers song, in the Night. Strangers in the Night. He was the writer for Strangers in the Night. Get out. The music, not the words. He wrote the music? Wrote the yeah. score for it, yeah. Wow. Strangers in the Night, along with a whole bunch of other things. But uh, that's, a, that's a mobster story, too, he tells me, that uh, he got screwed on it and uh, lots of things happened there. Whoever took... Uh, that is not me. It's that's not me. me. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Take the call. See who it is. It's probably the old... Uh, yeah. Ball and chain. I was just going to say that. There we go. Well, hey, sure enough, Diana. There War department. Oh, I can't even talk. I'll call you back. I'm on the... Uh, I'll call you back. So we're here. This is, this is live radio. We're here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire. Who walks through the door? Joe Ganascoli that's doing uh, some cooking at a restaurant up here in New Hampshire. 
and uh, it sold out, unfortunately. But uh, fortunately, maybe, congratulations. Maybe yeah. we can do something. I want to talk yeah. to you off the air and maybe uh, get some sort of do a little cigar dinner and have you as the cook. They would love to host it. Um, uh, barbecue, you know, it's uh, outdoor. It's a nice place, you know. It's a few. Huge, huge sports bar. They got beautiful TV set up, and yeah, they're not allowing smoking in there tonight. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, we got to do it. smoking. Smoking is mandatory. It's on uh, High Street. It's good. Uh, yeah, you know it. Arena, Arena Sports uh, Bar, Sports uh, Grill and Restaurant, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I got a little segment I'm supposed to do here. Are we ready to do this? American classics. American classic music. Two minutes? Oh, I don't have enough time to do it. All right, so we're going to take up, hold off on that. So we're going to have to save that aside because that's actually a new uh, thing that we have to squeeze in. Uh, are you going to stick around, Joe Ganascoli, or what? I might have to um, take out. it on the hop. Yeah, because they got to get stuff prepping. And, uh, so what, yeah, do you co- what are you go. cooking? Uh, what? What? Uh, it's a hot antipast uh, with clam, baked clams, uh, baked mussels, uh, eggplant rollatini, sautéed mushrooms, uh, and a cold antipast with different meats and cheeses. And you got a little crew Olives. with you working? Yeah, I got the crew that we're prepping. Uh, well, we started yesterday. Um, then we do uh, a chopped salad uh, with all different things in that. Then I get two pastas. Greenie with garlic and oil and uh, toasted breadcrumbs on top. Nice. And penne uh, arrabbiata with pancetta. And then a uh, choice of uh, chicken scarpaiello or uh, pork chops with vinegar peppers. Wow, nice. And tartufo for dessert. Nobody's going to go hungry. Thank you, Joe Ganascoli, for popping by. What a nice so surprise. Happy. Thanks, guys. When we come back, uh, how to poop at work. We'll talk about that. My toilet, which is the best toilet in the world. And uh, a great new cigar coming out, uh, and we're going to smoke that in the next hour. So more Toilet Humidor. Gentleman Chuck Morrison gets debonair. And news from the asylum and lots more when we come back. Live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. Two guys rock with a billion choices in Stogie Heaven. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two guys rock. Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You 
like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's two guys time. Two guys rock. Two guys rock. With a million choices. It's Doggy Heaven. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! (laughs) Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. 
This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out, right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now, he's used to big groups, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. And we are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. The doors are wide open. Anybody could walk in. We just had Joe Gannascoli come in. Vito from The Sopranos. That's it. And we're doing a crappy show. It's uh, toilet humor <laughs> and everything that goes along with it. Uh, Pun intended. That's it. Uh, we're stepping up uh, another great year. And uh, we have uh, our anniversary party coming up next week. Three years for the Cigar Authority. we got news from the, uh, the asylum. Lots more coming up this hour. Mr. Jonathan. That's right. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show featuring Joe Ganiscoli from The Sopranos. Here in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, is always broadcast on location this week from Nashua, New Hampshire's Two Guys Smoke Shop. And we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist you smoke along with us. You can join our in-studio audience here and smoke along with us if you like. You can catch us on one out of the seven syndicated radio stations that are currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, or you can simply watch us right at thecigarauthority.com. You can catch the podcast on demand. Find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it and catch us twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1 on thecigarstation.com. Absolutely, and we were smoking, but well, we're still smoking, wrapping up the, uh, the AVO Dominant 13, a cigar that isn't on the market yet. It's coming real soon. Uh, this is in celebration of Avo Yavazian's 87th birthday. I thought it was a good cigar. What do you got? Out back, we have the Longhorn Restaurant. Yes. And they, if you get the sweet potato, they give you mm. the cinnamon butter. Nice. There's a little cinnamon butter hint in there mixed with a little lemongrass and then sprouted garlic. And sprouted garlic, for people that grew up poor like I did, you just use the garlic even if it had the little green thing poking out of it. It yep. started to grow. You still use it. You just lop that off. But the inside of the garlic was already green and kind of starting to turn a little bit. It has a slightly different flavor. I wouldn't call it better, but it is that. There we go. That's my Mr. flavor Jonathan's of the week. Flavor. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, who knows if it's young because it's not out yet. I think it comes out maybe in a, in a couple of months. It does, yep. So they, they sent us some samples of it. Um, Beginning it of is, April. We it is. It. For Avo people that like Avo cigars, it's fuller body than it w- is. what you would typically... Uh, Look at as an Avo cigar anyway, but uh, very good. Uh, I like it. It's going to be a fifteen dollars cigar, one hundred ninety-five dollars a box. We have to put it down because we have to go to our next cigar. And both cigars this week is from Davidoff. Davidoff, who um, owns and operates the Avo uh, brand, they also have. Uh, and when you talk about Davidoff cigars, Davidoff has a, an array of different cigars with the Davidoff name on it. One of the more full-bodied cigars is the Puro Dioro, pure gold. Which we broke this on the show when it first, first came out. Yep. We were the first ones to smoke it. And this is a new size called the Gordito. Gordito. And the Gordito is... Uh, it's a short format. Short format. That's what they say on it. If, if you uh, know the brand Nub, 
It's like a nub-style type of cigar. It's three and three-quarters inches by 58, a little spark plug type of cigar. Created by me, by the way. Um, Thank you. This format actually was created by me many, many years ago. Wow. And um, there is no limit to the amount of things you will take credit for. I will. There? I'll take the credit for it. <laughs> uh, ask the people from Nub. Uh, I'm in the lawsuit. Um, mentioned <laughs> that's where they got the idea from. But you can look. You can look that up. You can look it up if you want. Uh, but beautiful. Uh, this is a gold uh, cigar band with a gold footband on the cigar uh, and the cellophane on top. So I mean, all protected all the way through. Uh, beautiful wrapper on it. I didn't give much credence to footbands or cellophane before uh, I noticed this past week we had a couple of catastrophes with cigars coming in that are uncellowed, no footband, <clears throat> banging around inside their packaging, and they get damaged. And sometimes as much as three-quarters of, of the cigars damaged. Yeah, and I'm thinking it's, it's, to myself... Cello and footband, man. It's the way to go. It's not as pretty. It's not as pretty, and it doesn't have that aroma when you open the box of an uncellophane cigar. But it but certainly, certainly is better because you're almost guaranteed to have perfection every time. Yeah. So this is uh, the Davidoff Pura de Oro Gordito. Uh, the wrapper is from the Dominican Republic. Uh, Yamastron wrapper. The binder is from Dominican Republic. The filler is from the Dominican Republic, making this a Puro, Pura de Oro, pure gold from the Dominican Republic. Uh, this, this potential, this has potential yep. to this be has, a laxative cigar. It does. I was thinking it, that. This could be one of them. Uh, pricey cigar, a box of these 25 little cigars, $350. $15 a cigar for a three-and-a-half-inch cigar. So it's pricey, as Davidoff cigars are. I will use my Davidoff cutter. Typically, a Davidoff smoker is someone who likes something in the medium range, sometimes even lower end of medium. Yep. There really wasn't a whole lot in their profile, other than the Maduro and the, the special tea that really went up into that full-bodied range, but then you're still smoking well, you, in the Maduro it's dark, but in the special tea it looks like a Connecticut chain wrapper and you don't get the clout of people looking at the cigar and saying oh, that guy smokes a full-bodied yes. cigar, he's a real man. Which the... It, the it's a misnomer. To to, or he has to go to the bathroom. Because you can smoke the smoking cigar bar, which is a Maduro cigar, and it's mild as the day is long. Yeah. This one, on the other hand, dark, delicious looking wrapper, and this one's going to be on the fuller bodied side. It's going to be full bodied. Although it's a, a thick ring gauge, 58 ring gauge, the thick, uh, you know, 60 ring gauge, it's, this is what, what it's all about right now, the thicker ring gauges. This is thick, which the thicker cigar tends to be more milder because it's so much more full. So much more filler tobacco inside. I have, I have a lighting tip for everyone, by the way. Yeah. It's something I discovered last week. Big ring gauge cigars sometimes have a hard time staying lit. Okay. And it's because they require more time on the toasting to get the combustion to all happen all at the same yeah, time. Somebody with the thinks they're going to light it up with one flick. It's not going to happen. Well, what I noticed is if I took my time, especially on the center, my which, little is, soft here. which is going to be the part of the cigar that would hold most of the moisture. The yeah. outer side of the, the outer part of the cigar is going to dry out quicker. The yeah. inside's going to be a little more moist. When I really take my time and toast the middle of a thick cigar and then just barely brush to the outside and back to the middle, it stays lit the whole time. No issues. Boom. Flavor bomb. As soon as you you light this, black pepper immediately, boom, right in your face. Yeah. That's what I'm getting out of it. Immediately. I so, concur. So we'll see what ends up happening with this. Um, what two words will clear a men's restroom? 
where two words will clear a men's restroom. Jonathan plays the organ? <laughs> two words. That would be way too oh. many. Mr. Jonathan could be one of them, but no. <clears throat> the answer is nice penis. Oh my God. That will clear a men's restroom immediately. Oh, you're, you are absolutely out of control. It's toilet humidor. Toilet humidor? Toilet, toilet humor. Anyway, uh, American Classic Music, this segment, American Classic Music, brought to you by Alec Bradley Classic Cigars. There's always great moments for a classic. Try an Alec Bradley American Classic. This week, let's talk about classic lounge music of Bobby Darren. Yeah, baby. Bobby Darren, born Walden Castello. I would have, I'd call myself Bobby if that was my name. Walden, huh? Walden. Born May 14th, 1936, American singer, songwriter, and actor. Bobby Darren was born in the Bronx of New York City. Recorded its first million dollar seller, Splish Splash. Splish Splash. Splish Splash in a bath. All about a Saturday night. Hey, speaking of that, did you see the new TV show, Splash? No. What? I want to know how they pitched this show to the station. We're going to have a bunch of actors come in, and we're going to teach them how to dive off a, off a high diving board. Oh. And you're talking about big, heavy guys like um, Louis, uh, Louis Louis Anderson. Oh, I heard he got stuck in the pool, actually. I did hear about this. The craziest stuff, and, and it's the most ridiculous show I ever saw in my life, and I can't imagine them pitching that to the station and, and them saying, yeah, this seems like a good idea. Let's have them jump off diving boards. This is the whole show. It's an, an hour-long show about people jumping off diving boards. But it goes split. to the show you can have any topic if you cut it and splice it the right way. Oh, my God. Even the Cigar Authority. So anyway, Splish Splash was um, Bobby Darren's first song. In 1962, he won a Golden Globe Award um, for a film come September with his wife, Sandra D. Sandra D. confides, Before we were married, Bobby sent me 18 yellow roses every single day. He wrote the song, 18 Yellow Roses, but as soon as we were married, married, the roses stopped, and so did our love. He was just a husband. Uh, he, followed, um, he followed Splish Splash with Dream Lover, Mac the Knife, and this one, Beyond the Sea. Such a great song. Yeah, it is. Also was in the movie Casino. Yeah. Uh, and in the uh, movie, play, uh, Bobby Darren was played by Kevin Spacey. Right. Who can sing. He did a great job at it. Did a phenomenal job. All right. So anyway, throughout the 1960s, he became more politically active and worked with Robert Kennedy in his Democratic presidential campaign. He was actually present on June 6, 1968, at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles, the evening Kennedy's assassination. He was there. Wow. The same year, he discovered that he has he was been brought up by his grandparents and not his parents, and that the girl he thought was his sister was actually his mother. Jerry, Jerry, yeah, exactly. <laughs> These events deeply affected Darren and sent him into a long period of seclusion. He wow. died at the age of 37, Way following wow. his heart operation in Los Angeles. In 1990, Darren was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As he should be. Bobby Darren, an American classic. American classic music brought to you by Alec Bradley's American Classic Cigars. There's always great moments for a classic. An Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Good stuff. 
Wow. Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren. Bobby Darren. Good stuff. So anyway, uh, we're smoking uh, a flavor bomb, as far as I'm concerned, the Davidoff Pure Dioro Gordito. And, uh, this is the spiciest part of cinnamon right here. Spiciest part. You get a, you get cinnamon sometimes that's not really that potent, and this one is like, boom, backed up by some white pepper. I disagree on the black pepper. Cinnamon, oh, my God, it's so much black pepper. Cinnamon backed up by the white pepper, so it's got a little bit of the spice, and then it's followed through with that a little sweetness, but the, the punch If I was to blind the taste cinnamon. test you, you would say this is a Nicaraguan cigar. I most certainly not, would. Not a Dominican Puro by any means. Absolutely. A uh, lot of flavor, anyway. Uh, speaking of Nicaraguan cigars, Davidoff is going to come with a Davidoff Nicaraguan this year. We're going to look forward to that. Their first attempt at a Blended Nicaraguan cigar. I don't know. I'll, I'll get the information. I'm actually in uh, two weeks. I'm going to the uh, big TAA, Tobacconist Association of America Conference, down in the Dominican Republic. We'll get all the information. I'll come back with everything I can on that. But uh, I think it's time for Chuck Morrison. Chuck, you ready for this? Let's do it, baby. All right. Chuck Morrison is going to tell us how to poop at work. We're going to continue this fiasco. Oh, and Chuck God. Morrison, how to go to the bathroom when you go to work. This, you guys are going to love this. There's so many different ways. Uh, we've all been there. Something brewing at work, and it's not coffee this time. Here we go. As much as we try to convince ourselves otherwise, the work poop is inevitable. It For certainly those, is. It is. It, it happens. For those who hate pooping at work, here are some important things to know and understand. Use the ladies' room. The flyby. This is the act of scouting out a bathroom before pooping. Yeah. You want to walk in. You want to check for other poopers. If there are others in the bathroom, leave and come back. The flyby. Next, you have the escape. The escape is a gas that slops out, that slips out while taking a leak at the urinal. This is usually accompanied by a sudden wave of panic, similar to the hot flash you receive when passing an unseen police car and speeding. That feeling. That oh, feeling. Yeah, That's like, exactly whoosh. the feeling. <laughs> if you release an escape, do not acknowledge it. Pretend it never happened. All right? <laughs> yeah. If you're standing next to the guy with the escape in the urinal, pretend you didn't even hear it. No one likes an escape. It is uncomfortable for everyone yeah, involved. It certainly is. Yeah. Making a joke or laughing makes both parties feel uneasy. Okay. It's yeah. all fun and games when you're by yourself in the bathroom and it happens. <laughs> Until you realize... That the wall that you're standing next to, there's a dude in the urinal next to you, and you're like, oh. The jailbreak. Jailbreak is when forcing poop, when, when the forcing poop, several sounds may slip out at a machine gun pace. It's like multiple escapes. This is usually a side effect of diarrhea or a hangover. <laughs> if this should happen, do not panic. <laughs> Remain in the stall until everyone has left the bathroom. Do so, not panic. So to spare everyone the awkwardness of what just occurred. We've hit an all-time low. This is the lowest that we've ever gone. I would like the record to show I was dead set against this segment. Things will always improve after this. (laughs) That is good. Courtesy flush. (laughs) The act of flushing the toilet, the instant the nose knows. There we go. The courtesy flush. This reduces the amount of time the poop has to to stink up the bathroom. This can help you avoid being caught doing some of the walk of shame. The walk of shame. Which is walking from the stall to the sink to the door after you've just tunk up the bathroom. This can be a very uncomfortable moment if someone walks in and busts you. There you go. You busted, buddy. It's best to pretend 
that you don't even realize the smell is there. That it doesn't even exist. It's and all about not acknowledging. <laughs> not acknowledging. I've been doing it wrong all these years. Yeah, this can be avoided by using the aforementioned courtesy flush. There we go. The out-of-the-closet pooper. A colleague who poops at work and is damn proud of it. You will often that see... That would be you. That is me. <laughs> an out-of-the-closet pooper. I take the, my iPad in with me. Yeah. That's it. Check they, my Facebook. They enter the bathroom with a newspaper, a magazine. In this case... I got music going. It's no a party. Ele- no electronics should be allowed in the bathroom. <laughs> Do we need to put a sign up that says that? Yeah, I'll disregard that. Yeah. Always look around the office for the out-of-the-closet pooper before entering the bathroom. Make sure you can see him or me. <laughs> the Pooping Friends Network, otherwise known as PEN. A group of coworkers who band together to ensure emergency pooping goes off within, without incident. This group can help you to monitor the whereabouts of the out-of-closet poopers and identify safe havens. Make a note of that. We need to form an organization here. Go ahead. Safe havens. A seldom-used bathroom somewhere in the building where you can at least where you can least expect visitors. Ladies' room at Two Guys Smoke Shop, Nashua. <laughs> that is the safe haven. <laughs> Try, unless nice. a lady comes in, then we got a major problem. That's it. Try, floor, try floors that are predominantly of the opposite sex. This will reduce the odds of a pooper of your sex entering the bathroom. Interesting. Yeah. And I like to I like to mix it up in there. Sometimes I use the little tiny one. Because i got to put both hands on the walls and really brace myself. Other times I like to spread out with all my electronic devices and (laughs) get my projector up on the wall. You know, you're going to be in there for a while. So I use the handicap stall. It's much larger. Plus you got the handle. You ever sit for so long your legs go numb? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Both of them acknowledge immediately. Yes, of course. That happens. That happens to everybody. The turd burglar. This is a pooper who does not realize that you're in the stall and tries to force the door open. Oh, that's bad. This is one of the most shocking and vulnerable moments that it can occur when taking a dump at work. If this well, occurs, remain in the stall until the turd burglar leaves. This way you will avoid all the uncomfortable eye contact. Well, and this is the thing. It's like the guy didn't get the message that the door was locked, and he starts slamming his shoulder against yeah. it. And you're like, you don't really want to say anything. You've Who tapped, does number two work for? You've tapped your toes. You've cleared your throat. You've coughed. You've done everything you could possibly do. And he just slams the door open like... Hello, yeah. I'm in here. Again, good timing on the music there, my friend. <laughs> the camo cough. A phony cough that alerts all new entrants into the bathroom that you are in the stall. It's mine. <laughs> this, here we go. this bathroom belongs to me right now. So this, <clears throat> I'm here. <clears throat> this can be used to cover up a watermelon or to alert potential <laughs> turd burglars. <laughs> it's the very... Wo- the watermelon. We'll, okay. we'll get to the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> Very effective what when used in conjunction with an astaire. Now, the astaire, this is a subtle toe tap that is used to alert potential turd burglars. The Fred astaire. The Fred, Fred nice. astaire. Okay. Should I start wearing my tap shoes into the bathroom? <laughs> there you go. This alerts people that you're occupying the stall, right? This will remove all doubt that the stall is occupied. If you hear an astaire, leave the bathroom immediately so that the pooper can poop in peace. Ah, let him go. Absolutely. Come back later. The watermelon. Okay. A poop that creates a loud splash when hitting the toilet water. This is also an embarrassing incident. If you feel a watermelon coming on, <laughs> create a diversion. <laughs> the camo cough. Yeah. Bring, <laughs> bring fireworks into the bathroom with you. The camo cough. And finally, we have the, the Havana... Omelet. The Havana omelet. This is this is a, 
Very important. It sounds very Cuban. (laughs) A load of diarrhea that creates a series of loud splashes in the toilet, often accompanied by an escape. Try using the camo cough with an astere or anything else you can think of. (laughs) Anything. Or just sit back and light a cigar. It's natural, and everyone is doing it too. That's it. It's a natural thing, and that's what we're talking about. I mean, you have to go to the bathroom when you work. It happens sometimes. That's it. And um, you're a guy that travels all the time. I mean, you're at places... You know, you're in an arena. I'm taking this with me. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the Bible right there. Those are the ways around it, huh? All right. That sound right there. Wow. Means it is time for news from the insane asylum. And keeping along with our little poop theme, I was able to uh, locate a story with, uh, with, with some tie-ins here. This is old crazy news and sometimes odd stories. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners, folks. They're truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 7x70. That is insane. That is Asylum. Apparently, 29 firefighters in rural Australia were tackling a blaze in New South Wales when a water-bombing helicopter decided to help them out. It unleashed tons of water over the firefighters from above, but the firemen were not happy. The helicopter pilot was supposed to pick up fresh water from the waterworks reservoir, but it mistakenly collected the liquid from a sewerage treatment facility instead. The fire service spokesperson said all 29 firefighters on the fire ground and their equipment were immediately withdrawn, decontaminated, and uh, sent back out on the jobs the next day. The Australian Workers' Union is currently demanding that the incident be investigated. I don't think there's any investigation that's needed. Full investigation is mandatory. picked up poop and dumped it on the the dudes, and investigation over. And you you thought a firefighter had a crappy job. It just got worse, (laughs) right? That is sick. And someone belongs in an insane asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 44 to, yes, the insane 7x70. That's insane. That's Asylum Cigars. Asylum Cigars, and we're smoking uh, right now the Davidoff Pure Dioro Gordito, a little short 3.5-inch cigar that is packing a punch, I'll tell you, and it's burning slow. Slow, slow burn. We're going to get an hour out of this thing. Even though it's 3.5 inches, I bet we get an hour out of it. If we're out of... Four out of five people suffer from diarrhea. Does that mean one enjoys it? I don't mind it. It's not the worst thing. Four out of five suffer from it. Yeah. And that's five people have diarrhea. The, the fifth guy likes it, actually. My right? couch uh, almost suffered from uh, Cafe Sano. When we first got the pack in, it was really three or four pots worth of coffee. And Mike Cusano, who likes his coffee apparently strong, yeah. said... Mix this with 12 cups of water. You'll be all set. I mixed it with the 12 cups of water and just leaned over for a little escape action on the couch. Uh, I should in, the one the interest, snake? In the interest of full disclosure, I was completely naked and uh, almost no need decimated Too much information. the entire couch. Here we go. Too much information. So uh, we're live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and... Um, we uh, are talking about uh, going to the bathroom, and it's toilet humor, and it's, uh, we know that smoking strong cigars actually work as a laxative much like a, a strong cup of coffee does. It certainly does. And uh, 
you found it yourself? The coffee I'm that I alone? get from the no, private roaster. Not the coffee, the cigars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, I, the time I blinded you with that swag, I smoked it along with you, and I texted you later that day. It was like, what the heck happened? Which is an interesting thing we bring up all the time, that he forgets to tell me important information that happens in the store. He's the general manager of the retail stores. And important information happens, something happened with the computer system. We're having lots of problems with the computer Website system. Website crashes. Things like that. I try not to tell him because he gets all stressed out and then he starts no. having little mini heart attacks. No. So I try to shield him from it. He gets mad when he finds out later that I didn't tell him. And, and I he, always bring up that he, says he, you, he to- tells me about his movement that day. He never <laughs> seems to let that out. He has, he has to tell me. I said, I know you went to the bathroom at 11.15 today and how, how well it was constructed and, and how much came out. You, you don't seem to forget Sometimes to tell I send me that. You a picture. He, he's an out-of-the-closet pooper. I am. He is. Big time. Big time. So, but you get little mini heart attacks. It's not really fair to you to say, listen, the website crashed. There's nothing you could do about it from where you are in your office. So I just withhold a little. A little? What do you, what do you get? How do, what would you get? How would you get your man to put down the toilet seat? How this is, is to you, the ladies listening. This is to the ladies. This is a little public service announcement of how you get your man to, to remember to leave the seat down. Sex change operation. That's the only way, really. That's the only way. (laughs) That is the only way. So that's it. Which is interesting because women have to sit down 100% of the time. The the first thing they should do is put the seat down. They're the only gender that falls in the toilet. At 35 years old, I've never fallen in. I've looked every single time before I sit down to make sure the seat is down. And my wife has fallen in multiple times. I get yelled at because she falls in. It's a common thing. Anyway, let's go to break. When we come back, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison tells us how to be more debonair. Dig us out of this ditch that we are in. That's it. Sorry, uh, Phil Zangy, for taking the show to where it went. Sorry. Maybe (laughs) maybe some more toilet humor as we prepare for next week, the big week, the freaking Catalina wine mixer, the Cigar Authority's third anniversary. We will tell you about that. Lots more when we return live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Fort Sack Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrick Keltner's A-Team to bring you Fort Sack Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, 
draw in price. Maybe this time you should try an Ortsack Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsack, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsack is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsack is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like, only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsack Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsack, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the Internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good. But the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything. That's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new, well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. 
Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mmm. <laughs> Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. And we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire. And uh, we're a little party, party problems today. <clears throat> we're talking about it. G comes in. He's, a, he's, he's annoyed. <laughs> They're annoyed with the show today. We have lots of apologies, and Chuck will get to that and, and uh, apologize to everybody out, about the... Uh, he didn't uh, like the Havana omelet very much. No. <laughs> too much description for him. That's it. There's too much information. Too much information. What we haven't been giving you was any cigar information and would be wrong not to throw something. We have. So, so some cigars make yeah, you poop. That's it. So uh, let me give you some news that's going around in the world of cigars. Our mobile cigar lounges in California have been banned. <clears throat> no smoking in automobiles in cigar lounges that are mobile cigar lounges. Wow. They created Man. People have got into business doing this, and now they are out of business, and they shut two of them down in California. A recent ruling by California's Board of Equalization, that's what they call it, Board of Equalization, putting people out of business. That would make it equal. Now, as a, as a cigar <clears throat> retailer, Two yep. Guys Smoke Shop, we don't necessarily enjoy when a mobile cigar lounge comes through. However, that guy buys his cigars, he pays his taxes... <clears throat> He's got a business. He's putting his kids through college. He is affecting the economy positively, and you can't fault him for that. No, he's got a business, for God's sakes. And you know what? Who is the state of California to decide some businesses are okay and some are not? They're allowing pot. You can buy pot. You can buy pot. That's legal. But the Board of Equalization, whoever they are, has determined that mobile cigar lounges are not allowable under the interpretation of the California Cigarette and Tobacco Product Licensing Act of 2013. The Board of Douchebaggery. The ruling uh, by saying that sellers of tobaccos and cigarettes must have a retail license for each location. And a mobile location does not meet the definition of a retail location. So how about a street vendor that's selling hot dogs in the street? Right. And he moved two inches from where he was yesterday over the, you know, wherever he is. He moved his building a little bit. How, how about much somebody... time do you have on your hands <clears throat> to pull out a tape measure and find out if the street vendors have how moved? How about leaving people alone? My God, it seems like their job is to put people out of business. Yeah, in let's California. get them, let's get everybody on the welfare system so that we can control them all. <clears throat> so, two poor poor folks there in California are out of business as of now. One of them is selling his mobile cigar lounge. I don't have any information. And there's on there's dirtbags listening to the show right now out in Radio Land, which I, I love saying that term, Radio, Radio Land. Land, out in Radio Land. And they're saying good because he's, they're, they're, they're promoting smoking. <clears throat> we don't promote smoking. People happen to smoke cigars, and we would like them to buy their cigars from us. We're not trying to make new smokers. You either smoke cigars or you don't. There's no hard pitch out there from cigar guys getting 18-year-old kids as soon as they turn 18 to go, hey, you're going to come smoke a cigar or what? 
And see how they all, they attach it to cigarettes and other things. They just automatically attach it to That's, which is wrong. Yeah, it's, it's a whole different product. It's a whole different thing. And guys go into a mobile cigar lounge, have a cigar with their buddies, and sit around because maybe it's a rainy day out and there's no place to go inside out of the rain. So what do they do? Here's an, a, an option for them that somebody created because of a necessity. Or there's a biker convention in town, <clears throat> and everybody's getting together, riding their motorcycles again. Boosting the economy, they're buying things, they're buying trinkets, they're buying beer, they're hanging out, they're buying gasoline, all things that are taxable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an easy way to Including make the money. Including cigars in California, big tax over Big there. tax, 30%? I think so. So anyway, they, they make it tougher and tougher, and that's out there, and they're doing whatever they can to make us as uncomfortable and, and uh, you know, basically crap on the little guy. You, as a consumer, need to reach out to your local brick-and-mortar and find out if, in fact, in, the, in your state, there is an organization like what we have in New Hampshire, the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. Find out from your tobacconist if there's a such thing. you got the CRA, Cigar Rights of America. Go they see help them. for everybody, but you need somebody <clears throat> within that state. You need somebody within the state. You need yeah. to push your brick-and-mortar retailer because, you know what, a lot of them are mom-and-pop people. They get into cigars because they love cigars. They're not necessarily thinking about it from a business sense. Get them to either join or form a state organization so that you can keep ridiculous stories like this out of the news. It's terrible. Uh, we have a new cigar coming out. As I said, I'm going to TAA, uh, Tobacconist Association of America. I'm going in two weeks. And a uh, new special size of a, of a Tatuaje, uh, the Tatuaje 10th Anniversary Cigar, which is scheduled to come out um, this year. Uh, they're coming out with a special size. I don't know what that is, but it'll be at the TAA. I'll smoke it. I'll see what it's like. I'll bring back samples if I can. Uh, the TAA is taking place April 11, uh, 7th to 11th uh, in the Dominican Republic, and I will get all the dirt and all the information from that along with samples, including the uh, Tatuaje 10th anniversary uh, special size. I just had an escape, but I can't tell because I have headphones on whether anyone else knows, so I just announced it. So you announced it because you are that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah, that guy that uh, lets everybody know what it is. So, this, this, uh, you know, you hate to uh, turn the show into bringing up bad um, information. You have what's, to. What's happening. You have to, yeah. and uh, you got you got Bloomberg there in, um, in New York, and, and this guy is trying to stamp out the displays of tobacco. You can't even display the stuff. They're, they're trying stuff all around. It, it, it's nauseating. And it's lack of common sense. Look at the display when you walk into a cigar shop. There's nothing in here that says that children should be using the product. There's no marketing toward children. Cigarettes is a whole other thing with their brightly colored packages. And even, even with cigarettes, and I'm not a cigarette guy, I'm anti-cigarettes, however... They're going too far with cigarettes. Yeah, they're going too far with everything. And Bloomberg going too far with the the uh, beverages and going too far with everything. And uh, this is the beginning of He dicta- knows better than you do what you should be putting in your body. This is a dictator. This is not, yeah. you know, the politician works for us. They get paid by tax money that we right. pay. Vote them out. for us. Vote them out. out. It's amazing that the guy's still there. And, and I don't know, uh, you know. Because they spin everything. They spin every situation so that they're showing you how they're helping you. What's their motive? To take over the world. <clears throat> Absolutely. Dictatorship. I'm in charge. That's it. You know the first person to put a no-smoking law out? The first person to ever do it? Adolf Hitler. He was the first person. What does that tell you? Put that in your Sig Heil and smoke it. Yeah. What does that say? And now you got Bloomberg. He's number two. So do I dare say 
he's the next Adolf Hitler? Wow. I would say it. Go ahead, say it. He's the next Adolf Hitler. All right, he said it, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> if it walks like a duck. Right, if yeah. it walks like a duck anyway. So anyway, uh, we've offended a lot of people today talking about toilet humor and all that stuff. We want to be a little more debonair, a little more gentleman-like, uh, despite the content of the show. So while we're enjoying life to its fullest, it is important to be a gentleman. And How to Be a Gentleman is brought to you by Chuck Morrison. Which is brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provides clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking at Debonair cannot be subtracted from one's life. Dave, you got a trip coming up, as you just mentioned, yep. uh, to the Dominican Republic. i got a trip coming up. So I figured, what better way than talking about networking and socializing the gentleman's way? How to make the most of the opportunity. Now, any Boy Scout will tell you, you should always be prepared. So you bring a knife. <laughs> Toilet paper. <laughs> Toilet paper. <laughs> Courtesy flush. That goes double when traveling. It's not just a sensible safety precaution. It's also being part of a good impression. Being able to show up on time get yourself back safely, and even provide directions or a ride if someone else needs it. This immediately makes you look like the guy everyone wants to know. With that in mind, let's start with some basics. First and most obvious is to know where you're going. Now, again, it should be fairly obvious, but know, when you, know exactly where you're meeting people. With Google Maps, there's no excuse for not quickly verifying the address and calling the establishment to, to ensure they are where they say they are. And with, with iPhone going back to Google Maps, because their other map program was a complete abortion, oh. the Google Maps one is phenomenal. It's you can click on the on the website of the person. They don't even put it up there. Get directions. And Google knows where it is and sends you right there. Another good strategy, you if you know someone that may be there already, maybe they flew in a day early, you can have them pin their location. Like if they're at physically the hotel or the conference center or yeah. the restaurant or whatever it is. Have them pin the location, and they can send it to you as a text. You'll know exactly where they are. You can get directions by walking, that driving. That strikes me as a little big brotherish. I don't know if I would do that one. It's cool. It's cool. It's it cool. works. It works. Who else gets that information is my question. Is Obama and Bloomberg hunting down where I'm going? They all get it. Should they pin themselves outside of the cigar shop so I don't get nailed? You know what? I got no, nothing to hide anyway. Know where I am. You want to live my life? Good luck to you. <laughs> Address is the starting point. Next to consider our parking options, right? Valet, parking ramp, uh, separate garage, street parking, public transit options, one-way streets. Know about them beforehand. will save you a ton of time. What do you do with a, with a valet guy? Like, how do you tip a valet guy? Is it a standard amount? Is it based on the car you drive? I always do it on service. Based on service. But you, it's at least 20%. I mean... 20% of what? Whatever the cost is. Whatever the charge is yeah. for going. So if it's 20 bucks, you give them 2 bucks. Okay, it depends. Yeah, I mean minimum, minimum. Normally, it's it's a fiver, right? I well, mean, four bucks, twenty four. bucks would be yeah. four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give him five bucks. Five bucks. Okay. Yeah. Fair Why enough. do you have some valet? Uh... No, I just I I've always wondered that. I've only had my car valeted a handful of times. Yeah. I don't like it. You know what's best to do? Ask the guy. What am I supposed to give you? He's going to say twenty bucks. <laughs> I don't and know you, how you feel about that. You're going to say, no way! I'm not giving you twenty bucks. You're going to start a fight and scratch your car. So just give them the 20 bucks. Yeah. Well, right. sp- speaking of that, you want to know, again, planning ahead here, how you're going to get home, right? It's almost as important, in my opinion, as getting there. Um, figuring out schedule of flights, if there's a cab, if you have a rental car, what time, you know, to factor in the timing to drop it off, all these other factors that go into play. You want to be as prepared going to the event as you are leaving it. Um, moving on from there, using your iPhone, right? Rudy, iPhone. 
Um, Loves Apple products, that Rudy. It, it will save you a ton of time. I mean, walking is, is probably one of the best ways, especially if you're staying in a downtown environment. I'm not sure how it is in the Dominican Republic, Dave, if you're going to be brutal. out in yeah, the middle of nowhere in the jungle. You ain't walking. <laughs> you definitely ain't walking. Um, you just don't want to walk anywhere, right? You don't want to be in a deserted area or uh, a dicing-looking part at night, for especially especially if you're well-dressed. So a little pre- preparation can go a long way. You want to know the environment, weather, right? You want to check the weather ahead of time. It determines what you're going to be packing as far as outerwear goes, rain Guns. protection, and so on. You know, you wouldn't show Knives. up to Seattle <laughs> with an umbrella. Without Mace. an umbrella, you wouldn't show up to Houston with one. So uh, let's talk a little bit here about preparation for success. Making specifically a good impression. It's nine-tenths being ready to make that good impression. All right, The rest is just acting natural. So you want to show up to any kind of social event with the basic supplies and preparations that will make a good impression and get your contact, contact information out there. First is to know who is going to be there. All right, Have a good sense of the guest list, at least as best you can, in terms of who's going to be at that event. Sure. Um, once you know who's going to be there, do some research. All right, If you don't know them that well at all, um, you'll want to know who's representing what companies, Dave. Yeah. Um, what that company has been in the news for, the late, uh, been in, in the news for lately. People are always very impressed when you can say, hey, I saw your latest marketing campaign, for example. I saw your latest cigar launch. It just makes you stand out as someone that's genuinely interested. It makes you more impressionable. You know, it's interesting that you say that, and I use the word interesting on purpose here because the most interesting man in the cigar world paid us a visit this week and specifically mentioned basketball. Really? He had to have done his homework before he came. Where's the hoop? He mentioned basketball, and for the record... He is at 100%. Every shot he took, he nailed. Having never played basketball before, nailed every single shot. Yep. It's very impressive. Wow. That's the Miranda. Most interesting man in the cigar world. Miami Cigar. What Sat stories? Here. Yeah. Good. Knows how to throw a grenade. What? Was in the, was in the military. Really broke down the proper technique of pulling the pin and waiting a certain amount of time and then chucking it. And what happens if the grenade drops because it's not the highest-ranking guy that throws the grenade? Yeah. The highest-ranking guy gets the grenade if it falls on the floor and throws it in the grenade chute. That's what his job is. Oh, my. This guy leaves Cuba 1960. 1962, he invades Cuba. As a a member of the U.S. military. What? Yes. How crazy is that? Great stories. Oh, anyway, my. we got to have him on the show. Yeah, we do. He told some great stories. Let, that's a nice segue, actually, because one of the things you want to do in efforts to prepare, you mentioned supplies. The ungentleman way is things that Mr. Jonathan mentioned, guns, knives, weapons, things yeah. like that. Now, I've, I've been told I've been told it's it's really kind of gauche to let your gun be seen. Yes. What about nunchucks? Like, uh, they're kind of cool. They're kind of cool, right? Yeah. So you wear it, like, as a uh, scarf? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, carry business cards. Speaking of which, uh, do we have any more Cigar Authority business cards? I brought cards? some in this yep. week, yes. We okay. Some. All right. Um... Bring more than you'll need. That's, that's a must. Bring more than you'll need. The only wor- thing worse than not having a card is saying, hey, let me give you my card, going to find one and being empty-handed. Uh, another big one here, this is especially big for, like, networking events and conferences, things like that, is to carry a pen. In fact, carry two. Asking to borrow a pen is automatically unprofessional. It's a personal foul. You want to carry two. And listen, don't spring for the 99-cent cheapie. All right, shell out for the one of the metal uh, case ball pen, uh, ballpoint pens at the very least. The difference a nice pen can make and your first impression is significant. Well, and then since you're bringing two, if the guy that forgets his pen, do you say to him, just keep it? That's my gift to you. Yeah, I do. I do. So you give him a $10 pen, he remembers you forever. No, like you want don't want to have a cheapie, right? Maybe you do. And I bring my briefcase, which has a, I always 
make sure that I bring ample supply of pens because I just blow through them. I lose them. I'll have at least 10 in there. And there might be a cheapie. I'll, I'll give uh, – it depends on the person. I mean, if I'm sitting next to you or David, I'll, I'll give you guys one of the nice ones. And, you know, if you forget to give it back, I'm not going to ask for it back. Keep it, you know? Well, I happen to have lost gentleman, all, man, all of be my a gentleman. pens. Be a gentleman. Chuck. I saw two pens right here. Here they are. I got them. Oh. He, oh, you, you I have can't pe- find my pen, Chuck. We have pens that have the company on it. Is that cool? To... That's very cool. Yeah, okay. That's very cool. Now right. you're stepping it up. No, right. no, Chuck's on that pen, though. No, it's there isn't, cool. but it, it's the website's on it, the phone number's on it, the name of the store is on it. I gave somebody a pen. I got a little advertising going on, too. Yep. Two yep. birds with one stone, you know. Bang, Plus, bang, you should bang, always bang. have parachute cord make and duct tape. I hope that's part of your list. Those are very important. Uh, silence your cell phone, right? Check it. If you're going to check it, do it in private. It's just the professional way to do it. Cell phone etiquette is not uh, a question anymore. Almost everyone has one. Almost everyone has a smartphone. You don't want to be seen as that guy, all right, uh, who's always flicking away at your phone. You have plenty of time to do it after you do your drive-by on the bathroom. Keep it on silent or at least on vibrate. Use it as little as possible. Don't check or answer the phone while in a conversation with someone, even if it buzzes. Excuse yourself to make that that call. That happens all the time. Certainly does. As salesmen come in to see us and they're coming to sell us a lot of product. Yeah. And they're taking calls in between and getting up, uh, excuse me for a second, no. a couple of texts in between, maybe a Facebook post and all see, this is happening while it's happening. It's bad. What does it show you? I mean, how does nah. it? You're not, you're not a priority. It shows right. you that I'm not your priority. Right. Yeah. I don't like it. No. Um, if you have to use it for urgent business, that's the only time to do it. You know, again, don't don't spend your time checking your uh, My email wife and I have games. a code. When it, to let each other know that something is very important. Yeah. We call, let it ring three times, hang up, call again. The second call, you answer, and then you know. Nice. That's brilliant. That, that's a good good uh, tip right there. That's good. Good tip. Uh, unless you're counted on, you know, for <laughs> consistent, around-the-clock instant access, um, Mr. Jonathan just gave a great suggestion. Great suggestion. The double call. Per, uh, per, personal presentation, how to dress and behave for success. You want This is obvious, but hey, sometimes it's the most obvious that has to be reinstated. You want to look neat. You want to look appropriate for the occasion. Behave politely. Yep. Smell neat. nice. Yep. Cologne. Don't go heavy on the cologne. A little. Just a little bit. A little dabble, do you? Just, yeah, heavy, what does it imply? Just uh, it's sloppy, in my opinion. Um, what else here? Let's just kind of go through these. The key is really to know the expectations, right? If, it's, if you're at a pub, like at an after-hour event, you want to dress for, and, and kind of you know, fit the scene for that, jeans and, and a, and a button-down might be more appropriate, whereas if it's a business conference or something like that, you know, you want to have your nines on the suit, if you will. Uh, behavior, you know, behave politely. It's kind of obvious, but this is the part of etiquette, and, and it's part of appearance, and it kind of bridges the gap between the two. So Anything about silent crop dusting in there. You want to look and kind of be a positive addition to the room, someone whose presence is making other people's lives better, right? You can easily achieve this by simply being helpful and reaching out to others. How? Smile. Be polite. Offer help where it's needed, especially in small gestures, all right? Holding the door open, pulling chairs out for others, offering your seat if someone needs it, um, helping to make room at a crowded bar, offering a firm handshake when meeting someone, making eye contact. Nothing worse than the fish shake. Right. Yeah. i got to say this, David. Your handshake is a little weak. Get wow. out of here. Your Whoa. handshake is a little weak. No way. It's weak. It's no. not When's assertive. The last, when do I shake your hand? We, we shake every once in a while, and I've always noticed. Eh, no way. It was always kind of a strike against you, but. See, now, now the next time you shake his hand, he's going to break your hand. Bring it on. I have a firm, good handshake. Uh, it's kind of weak. Wow. Listen, in the interest sure. of full disclosure, I'm your friend. This is the opportunity to say it. Unfortunately, it's in front of 30,000 people, but 
I don't know if there's 30,000 people, but I'm going with it anyway. Uh, you want to avoid having more than a few drinks, all right? It's more noticeable than you think. Um, offer a lift if you have a rental or if you have a car or someone needs one. Um, just be helpful and polite, you know, as you circulate. You aren't just making good imp- a good impression on people you're speaking to. You're also making a visible impression on the rest of the room. That helps set up the expectation that everyone is going to enjoy your company and make everyone more likely to automatically smile when you reach them. Some things we talked about, Dave, this is one of your big things, arrive early. You know, this will make you, this will make the mingling much easier on you. It's much harder to introduce yourself when people have already arrived and form casual circles than to arrive early and kind of, you know, be the one to introduce people as they start to arrive. Be the first one there. It also gives you a chance to meet and greet everyone in person rather than having to try and remember the names of five or six people at once when you join into a new group. It's not easy going to a, an event with David because we're typically two hours early. Great. I like to be very early. That's, it's. To, you a, should too, as a disc jockey. It's to the point doing of doing somebody's wedding. Yeah, wedding's a slightly different story. I'm first to arrive, gear, first to leave. You may have to run out and get something first to that's happened to me before. First to leave, second to leave, third to leave. You know, I look I, as soon as I see somebody go, I'm ready to go. That's your cue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mingling actively. All right, you don't want to be the one. You know, that person, that guy. Um, you know, just seeing people standing around and hoping for someone to come up to you. All right, uh, you want to be a little aggressive here. You know, go ahead and seek people out. Someone on their own is always fair game. All you have to do is walk up, smile, and offer your hand. Say, I'm Mr. Jonathan, and I thought I'd come introduce myself. What brings you here tonight? You know, just small talk. This phrasing can be, Which you know, can typically vary. raises eyebrows. People are very confused by the whole Mr. Jonathan thing. Who is this guy? He's called Mr. Mr. Refers to himself in the third person. Right. right. All the time. All right. the more that I like it. But right. Hey, <clears throat> abnormal means above normal, my man. Uh, the phrasing can be, you know, can vary, um, but a simple introduction is always the best way to start. You don't need an excuse here, all right? Just being at the event itself is enough of an excuse. Um, meeting people is part of what everyone's there for. You know, it's natural. This is big right here. Learning names and using them. One of the best impressions you can make on someone is to use and remember their name. Of course. Yeah. We don't necessarily realize how rarely people do this, but in most social settings, people, uh, they use eye contact and they use body language 99% of the, day, percent of the way there. That extra 1%, just referring to someone by their first name, makes all the difference. Using someone's name gives you a more personal connection and prompts them to pay attention to you and what you're saying. And more fundamentally, it shows that you've bothered to learn their name in the first place. Now, not all of us are blessed with perfect memories here, so if you struggle with names, you can adopt some strategies to help you remember them. For example, as soon as you've been introduced, try to use that person's name within your first sentence. All right. All right? So, hi, I'm Jim. Hey, Jim, nice to meet you. Um, it helps make an immediate association that lasts longer than just hearing it. Um, you become particularly impressive when you've met someone, moved away from them, circulate for a little while, and when you come back, immediately greet them by name. Most people at any given event can't do that, so for sure you're going to stand out. Last but not least here is the follow-up. All right, After the event, the day after the event is the time to follow up with any contacts you've made. I'll repeat, the day after. Resist the urge to send any sort of follow-up the same night. That can seem overly pushy, uh, over-eager, it's or It's the same both. rule when, with dating. You get a girl's number. You never call her that night. Never. 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 Give it at least till mid-morning the next day. Uh, there are a few follow-ups you should always send. A note to the host, if relevant. Not all social gatherings have a specific host, but if there is one, send him or her a note. It should go out within 48 hours. If you take longer than that... Still send a note, but you should include a line to the effect of, sorry it took so long to get back to me. This is promptness. Um, a short note to anyone who gave you their contact info. This is a must. Email okay? 
Email's perfect. Yeah, yeah? Okay. the handwritten letter, email's you know, more acceptable today, again, within 48 hours. It just shows promptness. It shows effectiveness. Um, anytime someone hands you a card or gives you their information, is inviting you for a follow-up. Even if you don't have a specific business in mind, shoot them an email just to say, hey, it was good to meet you last night. Let me know if I can ever do anything for you. That at least leaves the door open for them to pursue the relationship or, relationship or not as they desire. Um, a longer, specific letter to anyone you're hoping to do business with this could also apply to people you want to pursue a purely social relationship with. In either case, send an email the next day offering to discuss things with them further. Or if you were given a phone number, call them. Um, say that you appreciated meeting them. You'd like to chat more if there's a convenient time. Something won't always come of it. Many contacts never even get around to replying, either because they were too busy, they weren't interested, or they just felt too awkward to reply. But it's, it's not your... Whoa, I can't believe we're already wrapped up here. Sorry. Let's just wrap it up. That's The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Are you Debonair left? Hey, and yeah. next week, big, big show. The big Third shoe. anniversary. Imagine three, three years three of Three years of this. So that, mean, that means 156 shows. 156 shows. 300 and something. We beat the Sopranos. Well... Yeah. Really, we, we do a couple of pre-recorded ones that we play later, so... We get them all off, though, we anyway. Do. So uh, next week, uh, we're going to have on the show uh, two guests that we haven't had on the show before. Um, we have a brand-new lighter to launch and a brand-new cigar to launch. It'll launch that day, which is next week. And um, what else? I'm going to give myself a haircut on the show. What? I'm going to cut my own hair on the show using the Floby. So we'll do that. And uh, I'm going to experiment with some impulse control. Yes. Uh, David is going to bring in his uh, shock dog collar. And every time I say something offensive, he is going to shock the piss out of me. So look forward to that. I'm not looking forward to it. And we'll have uh, more cigar news and more cigar stuff as opposed to just the stuff we've been doing anyway. So anyway, uh, nice Joe Ganascoli from uh, The Sopranos joining us. Rich in the studio, Chuck Morrison by our side. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining in this week. Uh, and uh, it's the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer, the Cigar Authority's third anniversary next week. Be sure to join in for, the, for that. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week on the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing else... Please keep the lid end out of your mouth. Hi, Chuck Morrison here for Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down. You hear it all the time. But what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me. But you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady, too. Desperado cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado Cigars. Lowest priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. Try to save some money around here. You hear? Two guys rock. Two guys rock. With a billion choices. It's 
Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices.